This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning. Good morning. This is Pastor Brian, East Coast Christian Center, filling in for Pastor Dan today on Morning Breath. We're, uh, we're excited to have you be a part of the show with us today. This is a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. It might not be drive time. You might be getting this on a podcast, or you might be getting it in an afternoon, uh, maybe sitting in your cubicle. But uh, this is about the Word of God and getting into a chapter every day and really just kind of seeking out um, God's God's uh, heartbeat, uh, maybe what He would breathe on as we read the chapter. And i got a couple friends here with me today. i got uh, Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pastor Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Actually, I feel like I'm sitting in on in your world here, actually. This is your Thursday, and I, uh, I get to be a part of the uh, what you do every Thursday. So thanks for uh, having me. I love it, man. I love it. I love when you come in. I love the uh, the perspective. I yeah. love that we get to hang out, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Thanks. And we have Lane Branham here uh, holding down the uh, the board and the computer and uh, studio engineer extraordinaire. How are you, Lane? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Sounds like you're excited to be here, my friend. I am excited. always Come excited on. to be here. <laughs> if you don't know Lane, Lane's, Lane's personality is very... Uh, He's just getting we getting work done, boy. He's happy to be uh, doing work for the kingdom and uh, pretty excited about it. So thanks for doing that, Lane. Thanks for all yeah. that you do around here. Thank He's you. not just morning breath guy. He is uh, technical everything, uh, sound, lights, video. He is just a beast uh, traveling around to our campuses and doing a lot of stuff. So we appreciate what you're doing, Lane. Thanks for all that you do. Yeah. And uh, Pastor David, would you uh, tell some folks how to get on board with the show, what this is all about, and how to do it? Man, we'd love for you guys to jump in. Uh, uh, a great way to do it, probably an easy way, is go to our website. You'll see a morning breath tab. Click on that, and you'll be able to see the full chapters we've been in, uh, chapters we're going into. The, the website is eccc.us, and just go there. You'll be able to find whatever you need for the morning breath. Just click on the icon. You can also call the church at 321-452-1060. Hit zero. Speak to a person. They'll take care of you. They'll email it out to you um, or actually mail you a paper copy. But probably the best way anything East Coast, I want to highly encourage this, is go to wherever you get your mobile app device uh, and go and, and get our app. Get the East Coast app. You'll be able to get Morning Breath. You'll be able to listen to the podcast right there. You'll be able to get messages from the weekend. You'll be able to look into small groups, be able to look into events we've got going on. It is really just a great resource for you to have uh, and take with you wherever you're going. So that's how you jump in and plug in with morning breath awesome thanks for uh thanks for doing that uh, there's a few things going on around the church that we want to draw your attention to as well this is uh thursday and so on tomorrow friday evening and saturday is gonna be an incredible women's conference um, going on here called flourish uh and uh, it's called refined i believe is the theme this year and it's gonna be an incredible time i i I mean, there, there's going to be hundreds of women um, gathering together to uh, to just worship God, to get some incredible teaching, spend some time together in fellowship. And so we'd encourage you, if you're a, if you're a lady out there, uh, you can still get on board with this. You can still sign up, um, again, through the app, through the website, or call the office and figure out you know what you can do to get on board. But it is uh, Friday evening. It'll be tomorrow night. And I uh, want to draw your attention to that, as well as what we do um, the second Saturday of every month. We have uh, what we call date night. And so if you come to our service at 530, which we have every Saturday night at 530 service here, at uh, the Parkway Worship Center of East Coast Christian Center. If you come, you can uh, attend our service and leave your kids here till 10 o'clock. We'll uh, have childcare there available, and you can go out and have a date, have some fun with your spouse or friends, and uh, come back, pick them up by 10 o'clock, and everybody happy. Come on. Everybody will. So we're going to get into the chapter today is Matthew chapter 20. I actually am reading from the New Living Translation. What do you have over there, Pastor David? I got the NIV. Awesome. So we'll uh, let's see there. I think there's 30... Three verses. Let's uh, we'll cut it after sixteen. How about that? Perfect. If uh, I'll get you started, you read the first sixteen. I'll pick it up from there, 
and uh, we'll get into the Word and see what God wants to breathe on for us. So I say unto you, Pastor David Gammon, read, sir. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out, saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, Are you also you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, Are you also you also go and work in my vineyard? And when the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to, to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired, and go on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they had received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour. They said, you have made them equal to us who have borne the burdens of the work and the, and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Now take your money and go. I wanted to pay this uh, last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want um, with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside privately and told them what was going to happen. Listen, he said, we're going to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day he will, raise, he will be raised from the dead. Then the mother of James and John, the, son of Ze- the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request, he asked. He re- she replied, In your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in the places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus answered by saying to them, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Oh, yes, they replied, we are able. Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My Father has prepared these places for the ones he has chosen. When the, other, when the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, You know what, that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as ransom for many. As Jesus and his disciples left town of Jericho, a large crowd followed him, or followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them, but they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus heard them, he stopped and called, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, We want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly, they could see. Then they followed him. Amen. Man, our translations are really different. That's like, funny. Yeah, you said some really cool stuff. 
Awesome. So uh, let's let's look at this a little bit. I mean, there's there's a few different areas, I guess, uh, in this chapter that we can kind of dig into. I, I felt like, you know, just a couple of things spoke to me that maybe I'm, I'm going to jump down towards the bottom, actually, and um, that last portion. We'll start there, and maybe we can get into some other things. But for me, uh, verse 26 says, But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. And, uh, you know, this is in, in, in the context there of going, hey, I want to sit to your right, I want to sit to your left, I want the place of, you know, of honor, the place of, you know, I want some position, you know, come on, Jesus, I want that, you know. And the mom's actually asking for her two sons, but then the, then everybody kind of gets involved. All the disciples are like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. They're indignant about it, you know, how dare they ask for that, and, you know, all those sorts of things. And, you know, I... I I've, I've, I've grown up in ministry, um, I don't know, for you know, 12, 13 years, been on staff at a church, been serving you know, for four or five years here at East Coast before that. But for me, I grew up you know, understanding ministry a certain way. But before ministry, before I got saved, when I, I gave my life to Christ at age 22 in college, um, there was a different way about life. And mm-hmm. uh, many of you that are doing, doing work out in the culture out there and living in a, in a system of, you know, every man for himself, you know, get what you can get, kind of sit on the bucket, you know, like mm-hmm. get everything and, and, and hold on tight and, you know, work for what you can get because you're going to get some leadership, you're going to get some place, you want to raise, you're going to work for it, you're going to, you know, have a relationship with somebody, maybe some some backdoor deal might get you somewhere. And, you know, all of these kinds of things in our culture today are still very prevalent, you know, but the kingdom's different and that's what we're trying to learn here. That's what we want to understand. What is God's plan? What is God's desire? And so we get a picture of what Jesus thinks of leadership and authority and how to get, you know, maybe what you want out of life and where you want to be. How do you get there, you know? And um, he just sets it straight and goes, hey, hold on a second. I got no, I got, it's not my decision here. It's not my call. My father in heaven is going to decide these things, but here's, here's a way to do this. Here's a way to get what you want, quote unquote. And um, it's not really anything that's comfortable or easy or fun. It's actually something different. He talks about, you know, do you want to drink the bitter cup? Like, hey, this isn't, this isn't as easy as you think it is. You're going to go through some stuff if you want to, you know, you want to get to a place of, of elevated status in the kingdom, quote unquote, if there might even be an elevated status. Maybe, maybe we find that, you know, from the beginning of this chapter, there's really not that much difference in the kingdom. You're out in the field, you're in the field, right? But our natural system actually looks and says, how do I get that position? Because I want that and I want, I want to be somebody, you know? And, um, you know, I've I've been challenged for years. I've been challenged by by things like this to go. You know what? Let's do it differently. Let's turn it upside down. Let's find a way to serve. Who can we pour our life into? How can I lay down my life? And um, having just got back, I, I was spent some time in Guatemala um, with some missionary friends of ours, Mike and Pat Black, who are doing an incredible work. And we were having a we were having a conversation um, one evening with them and with the apprentices that we had um, taken down. There's some some. Uh, young girls um, in our in our ministry here at East Coast that went down to experience a little bit of mission field, and the conversation was right was very much related to this verse, and it just reminded me of it again this morning as I read it, and I thought, you know what? There's a uh, there are people that are serving in the kingdom of God that are doing radical stuff that nobody knows about that that. We, there's no way with 8 billion people on the planet that we would know everything that's going on, you know, for the kingdom's sake. But I think of people like Mike and Pat Black who have been pouring their life into a country, into a communities for 25, 30 years out on the mission field suffering um, in ways that we can't comprehend, we can't we can't fathom. And I don't mean suffering like, you know, their, you know, their struggle is, you know, so extreme. I don't want to paint a picture of some just radical extremity of that. But you know what? It's not as easy as it looks at times. It's not as pretty as you see all the pictures and you go, well, look at all these kids that they're ministering to. And yes, there are kids and there's 
you know, we fed 270 kids one day and they wow. poured out the gospel in front of them, teach them, you know, stories of the Bible. And that is such a powerful thing. And people don't even know who these people are that I'm talking to you right now. You may never heard these names before. You never thought these things, but they're pastoring an incredible church of young people, of children. They're doing a children's work and they're caring about what God cares about. They're serving, laying their lives down, you know? And then you think about other people who might go, hey, what about me? And you go, you know what? Get busy be faithful, lay down your life, and just steward what God's put in your hand, you know? And so it just was another reminder today to go, you know what? It is different. It says, verse 26, but among you, it will be different. Jesus is saying it will be different. Hey, heads up here. It's different. It's Come different. On. Don't don't go on what you see. Don't go on the natural, what you've experienced or what your culture has even taught you, whether that was, you know, 1,500 years ago, 1,200 years ago, or if that's in our culture today. The culture is not going to paint a picture of how to do this well. We need to learn from God. And so Come that on. stuck out to me today. And I, I just love the reminder. I need it. I need reminders like this in my life. And so I want to do it different. I love it. I love it because like we can get looking left and right and we're all yep. built differently. And and I, I, I love the landowner inside of this engage inside the parable of, of the workers in the field. And, um, you know, it's kind of a picture of us in the church. We're the workers in the field. It's uh, Believe it or not, we are all um, 11th hour people. We yep. are all people that need grace. And... Um, but when the first hour, when the contract people, when the yeah. people that had that, you know, they shook their hand, they'd work for one denarius, approached the landowner, have they have a beautiful exchange because in this exchange you you get to see a picture of God, and that's what Jesus is doing anytime he says, Hey, the kingdom of heaven is like. He's saying, yeah. Hey, this this place that I am king of, uh, my kingdom, this is what it's like. And when they go back and forth, the 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 first people, the people who are offended by by the transaction, um, are calling them out and saying, oh, we worked in the field. It yeah. was the heat of the day. And it's like they're almost modern day saying, we set up the chairs in the church. We, you know, led the worship sets and we broke down the sanctuary and we did all this work. And that person came in and you blessed them before us or you blessed them the same as us. But it's the landowner's response that I think shows even more of the radical grace of God. Mm. He actually says, friend? Yeah. Friend? Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but if you came cussing me out for me blessing somebody, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call you friend. Yeah. But he goes, friend, hey, can't I bless who 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 I want to bless with my own money? You know, and to think, you know, even if even if God has given you the revelation of you've gotten a little bit of a religious um spirit in you and you're getting frustrated when that person's getting married before you or that person got a financial breakthrough before you or or go right down the line. Um He's still looking at you and saying, "Friend, yeah, you've never left the 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 being the apple of his eye. You never left being the center of his heart. You know, it's okay to have a real moment, and you're like, wow, God, you know, help me understand what's going on, because God would love to speak in. You know, what like how the the person cried out, but but Lord, help me with my unbelief. Yeah, but Lord, you can exchange that with Lord, help me with my self righteousness. Lord, help me with." With fairness, you know, because he really unpacks that um, that uh, as believers, we're not to have that really that word fairness in our vocabulary. Yeah. It's not something that we do. But I, I I love that after I feel that conviction of me being a knucklehead that yeah. I know my Savior sticks over and says, "Friend, yeah, friend, I, I still love you." You know, uh, it's it's radical. Mm -hmm. it, that's that's who he is um, and what he says about you. He calls you friend. And doesn't define you as slave or as servant, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's interesting here. He says, you know, friend, 
And uh, then down down below, he talks about being a servant to somebody, and um, that our definition of who we are is not slave or you know you these guys were were you know workers quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not going hey you know what I didn't I didn't this isn't fair because you know I did all of this and you know what what you do is not who you are. And what you do does not earn you something, you know, like, oh, but I did this and therefore I earned that from God. You know what? It's by the grace of God we receive every bit of it. Like we could never work enough. We could never work long enough or work hard enough or do anything great enough to earn all the goodness of a God who loves us and poured out his best for us and continues to give us his best on a daily basis and and wants to be close to us and call us friend, right? Like these are workers that he's calling friend, right? And and that's such again, it's a, such a different mentality than the culture that we live in many times. Our our work arenas can become very like you're the boss, I'm the slave, you know, I just work here, quote unquote. You know what? He's actually given them a little bit more than going, you're not just a worker, you're a friend. Come on. Like you have some ownership of this process, you know, and you get to own how you respond, how you how you behave, how you feel about what you feel about. And uh, man, that puts it back on us, you know, and uh, I guess I'd, I'd rather have it on me that I could control, you know, on, on the, so many of those levels than just be so arbitrary out there. Like, hey, I can't control, I can't control my response. Yes, I can. I can choose to respond differently. I can choose to respond and uh, emotionally disconnect from it's not fair. You know, I, you know, I talked to my kids, uh, you don't want fair, you know, like the reality is we don't want fair. Although we do think we want fair, we don't want fair. We do not fair, want fair. Fair, fair is not pretty, right? Like if you want to just go straight up justice only and you want truth only, you don't want grace, that's not a safe place to be. That's not what we really want in life. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can I easily am convicted by the process of going, you know what, I I'm, I'm just want to be – I want to stay in a place of being – happy to be in the field, happy to be engaged in the process. God allows me and wants me and cares for me along the way. He doesn't just, you know, stick me over there and make me do that, you know. And that's one of the things about Mike and Pat Black that I was sharing with you is, um, you know, I really love that their heart is to go, you know what, I'm going to do what's important to God. And you know what, whatever the cost, whatever the expense, whatever the um, the journey looks like, I'm in. And um, such a great picture of, of of a heart after God's best and, uh, and loving the unlovely, loving the heart. And, you know, I, it just goes into the what is this supposed to look like in when we're in the field and what is what is God's design for how do we do what we do if you're looking for promotion in the kingdom lay your life down mm-hmm. turn it upside down serve you want it you want to be somebody be nobody right mm-hmm. be be somebody that nobody sees and nobody knows and don't don't try to you know blow your own honor which is you know in our culture can be uh, can be very different you know with uh, social media things and we can be shouting about hey look at me and check you know my best out and uh, my highlight reels and all of that to get some sort of a feeling you know what god's feeling about you is friend absolutely regardless of how 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 you're doing it um day to day on on you know on the norm i love how this whole chapter 20 is like a response to authority a response yeah. to fairness a response yeah. and it's like because we we have this parable get taught and then Right after that, Jesus spins right around and says, okay, we just talked about fairness. And I said, you know, uh, he said the the sports analogy that every Christian parent tells their child that's not good at sports, like, mm-hmm. don't worry, kid, the last will be first and the first will be last, yep. you know. Um, but uh, he uh, he then spins around and says, um, by the way, we're going to Jerusalem. <clears throat> Since we're on the topic of fairness, they're going to nail me to a cross and I'm going to die. Like, nobody, nobody, not Thomas. Not Peter, both big mouths respond in this moment. But after that, we see a mom come in 
And it says in your translation, this kind of threw me out. It says she came and knelt with honor. And, yeah. And were, but when NIV, when I was reading, I actually got a little bit of a shady vibe from mom yeah. when I was reading it. So hearing your translation kind of opened my heart up to a different perspective. But as I think about it more, it's still of this answering the question of what about me? Yeah. Um, uh, and she's like, her, but her what about me is like a lot of moms. What about my kids? Yeah. Because if you said you're just going to die, then she's like, I want to make sure my kids are going to be taken care of. And everybody hears, you know, that you're, that they are somehow, you know, solidified into your picture. Right. And I love this response. Like how you've been saying is, you know, Hey, listen, you got the, you got this backwards. You've got this backwards. And I, when I approach Jesus, I don't want to approach him, um, seeking my position yeah i want to approach him seeking an assignment seeking what, what can i do what can i you know uh, the, the young people that come to me and they're like pastor um I'm, I'm a very energetic pastor when i preach uh they're like teach me how to preach i'm like why hmm. i'd much rather teach you how to lead a small group yeah you'll do much more impact there now it's not as attractive i'd much rather teach you how to lead a serving group huh. and 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 that you'll change more lives most likely with that, you'll see more happy ha, uh, marriages. You'll see more, a lot of things that are more beautiful than if I just taught you how to preach. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's that what about me mentality that is kind of laced throughout here, which actually the blind men, I actually think, get it right. Yeah. And and I'm not trying to preach the whole chapter here. Yeah. Like, you know, so if you want, you know, Pastor Brian, cut me off at any moment. Um no, I think it's good. I, I I would love to jump into the you know the the illustration here at the end of the chapter with uh you know we got two blind guys sitting on the side of the road and and they're crying out for help. Yeah. They're just they're just them I and mean, they'd take anything any crumb that could come their way at this point, right? Like that they've probably heard the stories. They've they they, they know they know a little bit about this guy and here he is. Like you think about you know they're sitting on the side of the road when they heard that Jesus was coming. So there is there is some reputation about mm-hmm. this guy who's about to come down the road and they just begin shouting. Yeah, come on. What in the world would this look like like you think about you're going through the mall today you know right. you man of god or woman of faith that you are you know you're walking through the the mall and somebody just starts yelling at you hey hey pastor david pastor david oh my gosh pastor david and what would go off inside of you it would either be who crazy around here or man i'm the man look at me you know like look what i could do you know and jesus just goes hey what can I do for you? You I know, was, like yeah. everyone else is like, shut up, <laughs> yeah. stop it, be quiet. Everybody but Jesus is telling him to knock it off, you know, and he just goes, what can we do for you today? Yeah. You know, like it I, just seems so I like, hey, I was out. Is it really this easy? Can it really just be like I'm going to pull all the all the stuff that could climb on in that moment of the whatever it might look like? Can I just peel it back and go, what do you want me to do for you? And I love that. Like he's almost like saying too, like. What's your heart? Yeah. What's your heart? You know, uh, obviously, Jesus, uh, you're God, right? I'm blind. You yeah, see yeah. that, right? Because I can't see that. I cannot see. Don't you see that? Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm going to ask for my sight, but he doesn't. He says, yeah, what can I do for you? Yeah. Like, what's your heart? What are you going to ask of me? You know what I mean? It's almost like the weird Aladdin thing. If you had three wishes, what yeah. would you ask for? God's like, hey, uh, guess what? You're the child of the creator of everything. Yeah. What are you going to ask for? Yeah. You know, and I, I get convicted because sometimes I think about um, that I heard before, if all your prances were all of your prayers were answered, yes, would you have safe travels and blessed food and that's it? Huh. And it's like, you know, if Jesus said, What can I what can I do for you? Yeah. You know, what would come out of you? You know? So that's that that sucks me. You know, it's um it's interesting that in the same chapter as like 
almost how dare you feel slighted, you know, is the what can I do for you? The, it's a smorgasbord. It's a buffet. What can I give you? How can we do this? Like, and you know the the attitude of the heart of the two different individuals from the blind guy going, "Hey, we just want to see," you know, like I need you to meet one of my needs here. It's a massive thing in my life, you know. Versus the guy who's like, "You ripped me off, dude," you know. And I just love, I just love the picture of a God who says, "How can I help you?" Well, how can I get into your circumstance with you? There's obvious things that clearly that he knows, like this blindness thing. There's obvious things probably in each of our lives. There's this plank hanging out the side of our head over here, you know. But he says, what's important to you? What What is on your heart? And your heart matters to me, right? Like, I love that we get to do life with a creator of the universe in the vastness and bigness of 8 billion people on the planet. He goes... How could I help you? What is it that you need from me today? Okay. How could I, how could I, you've, you've got my attention today. What can we do together? How can we do this? I just love the picture of we get to do life together with the creator of the universe, and he cares about my details. There was not a, hey, what can I do for you except this, this, and this. There was no exceptions there. How can I help you? What do you want me to do for you? And I love it that even today he's asking the same question of you and me all across this county, all across the world. We're going to take a break. We'll get right back to you. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Trip. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. For over 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Imagine what Brevard County could be like if we would minister to the homeless and those suffering from life-controlling behaviors. Please join Overlook Ministries at our annual Fiesta Dinner on October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue to see how you can make a difference. Once again, that's October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue. The need is great and the time is now. 
Ladies, you are invited to Flourish Refined Conference, a two-day event with worship, live teaching, and a space created specifically for us to grow together as women. Join us on October 11th and 12th at East Coast Christian Center. Our speakers include Carolyn Haas from Substance Church in Minneapolis and Jessica Stahlbaum from East Coast Christian Center. Experience healing, freedom, purpose, and peace. For more information, go to eccc.us slash sisterhood and register today. That's eccc.us slash sisterhood. We can't wait to see you on October 11th and 12th. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Break. All right, just in closing here, we uh, we want to maybe get, look at one last thing. Uh, Pastor David and I were uh, discussing during the break, and I'll just kick it over to you, Pastor David. Go ahead and tell him what, what, what you were talking about there. And it's a really cool thread that is throughout this whole chapter is like whether you're like the disgruntled worker in the field or whether you're a mom just trying to take care of her kids or you're you're a, a blind person crying out for healing. They all did the same thing. And I want to encourage you in that today is that they all looked at Jesus as the source, yeah. as the answer, as the authority as the provision that Jesus was the answer to what they needed. And I, I want to tell you today, wh- wherever you're at in life, whatever you're going through, man, God has a way for you that God, I mean, I was just said the other weekend, a couple weeks ago that God put the answer in the palace yeah. before the problem. And I want to encourage you that just like in your situation, the God has placed the answer uh, in your life and it starts with turning to Jesus. So I want to encourage you today to, to do that. So. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Thanks for being a part of it. I'd encourage you this weekend, find the find the Church of God's Choice for you. If you don't have a church, we'd love to have you at one of our campuses, East Coast Christian Center. Check out our website and get the times and all that. Love to have you. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys, for being here with the show. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.